Hello, and welcome back to XP Waste, where I may or may not be wearing the same shirt as last week, but a majority of you will never know. I'm Michael. And I'm Oxy. If you're new here, we're XP Waste. We talk about old school RuneScape a lot. That's the whole theme of the show. We talk about OSRS. If you're not new here, you know that. What's up? Welcome back. Glad to see you or hear you or do neither of those things because we're recording this before you've listened to it. Uh, <laughs> hey, we love you guys. New or old, we love you. Welcome to XP Waste. We normally don't have a track for these kinds of things. So, I mean, one day we'll develop a script, but I think... Like Oxy literally just said it. We're like, that's not imagine, how we roll. So. Imagine sticking to a script. I'm like just, you know, flying by the seat of our pants. Michael and I compared notes and literally I, he's like, I'm like, how many do you have? He's like, I have three. I'm like, oh, sick. I have four. He had three words written down. I have four words written down. So like, it's not like we plan this going into it. We just think of main title content and we call it good. Yeah, so get ready for that. <laughs> How are you this week? I'm so tired today. This week has actually been pretty good. I started my internship, uh, so I'm working my like big internship job. I don't, know, I don't yeah. have any clients yet because the class hasn't actually started, so they can't assign me any clients. Um, hmm. But but soon I'll get them. I spent the entire day today advertising my fencing club uh, at a like university meet thing. <laughs> Whatever the hell they're called. If you if you're an undergraduate in college, you know what I'm talking about. Like the beginning of the year, all the clubs and shit get together. I went to that today. It's it was like 87, 90 degrees, whatever in Michigan, which isn't hot for some people. It's it's like hell for for me. And yeah. I was in my full fencing <clears throat> gear, so I was in oh my gosh. the white like jacket. I was in the the helmet the glove i was teaching people how to like stab a tennis ball all day because i made uh i made target control dummies which were just driveway markers drilled into a piece of wood glued there and then i stabbed a tennis ball on top of them so you can use a foil <laughs> blade to poke the tennis ball and practice your target control uh that's how i showed people all day my spiel was I'd get them. Yeah. I'd I'd get them up there. They'd they'd poke the tennis ball. They'd miss most of them. Uh, and I go, it's difficult, isn't it? So this is what we call point control. And we work on it pretty much every every single day we practice uh, because this is how you earn points with a foil, which is the type of sword you're holding. We practice twice a week. Practices are super chill, low key. Uh, you know, we always say school comes first. So if you ever can't make it because you're busy with work or school or internship, we're not going to hold that against you. Uh, you can copy my look for free. Because the club provides uh, masks, jackets, gloves, and most importantly, the swords themselves. Um, if you're interested, put your name and email down on the list there, and we will email you when our first practice is, because we don't actually know when it is. Club Sports has not gotten back <laughs> to us yet. But put your email down and follow us on our Instagram page. And uh, yeah, we would love to have you at practice. And all of your friends who have been recording you for Snapchat. We would love to have you all out. Wow. I said that exact script probably 400 fucking times today nice and i am so tired i i literally said it through the mask too so i had to say it like louder <laughs> yeah. because you have a mask on people are like i can't hear you i'm like yes you can <laughs> the mask is a cage it's covered in holes oh <laughs> so i am sweaty and tired and 
was like, you know what I'm going to do? Take a nap. And then you texted me and was and was like, hey, you want to record? I'm like, shit, I can't take a nap. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm a excited, nap though. at 9 p.m. I, I probably just would have gone to bed. But it, don't worry. I'm not like, I, I, this is a good, this can be a good episode. This can be a good week. So I'm excited yeah. to get talking about it. But yeah. How about you? What's your week look like? Um, I went outside for the first time in a while. Like actually to like inside a store. I went to Home Depot today to get uh lawn bags. And it's so funny because this this literally happened in the voice chat uh in the TNL Discord. I was walking through Home Depot and I'm like, oh, I wonder where the bags are. Oxy chimes in, he's like, Yeah, Michael's probably like in the in the light aisle, the the whatever you call it, the, the light, light aisle. Light fixture department or whatever. <laughs> the light fixture department looking for it and he's like, Oh, it's not here. And so I turned my camera on and it's, I'm literally <laughs> Walking past the light fixtures aisle, I, I don't. It's like perfect comedic timing. I was crying, laughing. He's looking for like so paper bags to put lawn trunks in. I thought of a <laughs> random department. He was actually there. I was. I almost yep. fell out of my chair, dude. I was dead. Uh, but I found them in the garden section. So if you're ever in need of like lawn bags to put stuff away, <clears throat> go to the garden section. It was oddly by the bricks. Like they don't have it. At least at my Home Depot. They don't have it laid out very well to, to be like, and this is where these should go. They just kind of put them there, I think. But I found them. We're all good. They're actually really cheap. I was two fifty for four bags, so I snagged up three bundles of those. Don't know how many I'm going to use when I mow the grass, but I have not mowed our grass in two, three weeks, so it's it's quite long. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy. It doesn't shit. grow. It doesn't grow terribly fast in Texas because, like, the heat kind of keeps the grass at bay. Uh, but we have been watering it more often. So, anyway, you don't come to XP Ways to hear me talk about me mowing the grass. That is that's another length. podcast that, that is we do. Knee length grass in Michigan. I swear <laughs> to God, no cutting the grass. It's like knee length here. It's nuts. Yeah. So subscribe to our our um, grass cutter only podcast coming out next week. But uh, today, we're going to talk about RuneScape, and we wanted to kind of dive into a subject that I think a lot of people can relate with, because over the last, I would say, couple months, we've kind of identified that a majority of our listener base is either coming back to old school, or they just started, or it's like, you guys are stuck in the mid-game. Got a lot of mid-game, maybe getting into the late-game. Um, but if you're in the if you're in the camp of folks that this is like you're coming back to old school RuneScape from a huge hiatus or you're brand new like some of my friends are, this episode is for you. So we're gonna kind of talk about what we wish we knew when we first started, so that you don't have to wonder. Is essentially the direction we're going with this one. Mm -hmm. This uh, came from an inspiration we get uh, from a from a fan of the show i guess we got an email from i want to say his name was hydraulic monkey uh also dustin shout out shout out to dustin um who emailed and asked like hey i have no idea what i'm doing like what should i know about the game uh i, I think he was a returner or had just started i don't have the email in front of me i'm sorry dustin i'm very tired um but I texted Michael, or no, Michael texted me about the email, and I'm like, we're totally taking this for a topic. So Michael and I <laughs> each thought of a few things that 
we personally think we like wish almost like what we wish we would have known about. And then we asked around, uh, we asked newer people, people, we asked people who had like just started playing the game. We asked, uh, longtime members of TNL who have been playing the game since like 2006, like straight <laughs> through, like just sort of dealt with evolution of combat and then came over to old school. Like after Zaya came out, like people have been playing for a long time. Uh, what they wish they would have known. So we've gotten kind of ideas from a bunch of different people, and we're really excited to share this week with you guys because we think it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I love these. I love these kinds of episodes. <laughs> I love them. Before we get started on that, Oxy, I quickly want to do a little bit of promo. If you're cool with this, okay. I know we usually save promo for the end, mm-hmm. but I think this one deserves some sort of urgency. So. On our Patreon, if you're listening to this the day it comes out or within the first like 24 to 48 hours, we have a promotion going where within our first month of people subscribing to the Patreon, you get a special reward, which is a personalized postcard sent to you from us. So anybody who subscribes to the Patreon before September 3rd will be... You know, you qualify essentially to unlock that reward. So, if you've been thinking about joining the Patreon, uh, it's it would be a cool little thing to get a handwritten postcard from Oxy and I. So, that's all I'll say as far as promotion. We'll save the rest of that for after the break. Two things to add to that: number one, it'll be Michael or myself because I I don't think he's going to come to Michigan to handwrite postcards with me. So <laughs> I feel like we're just going to split it up, and you'll just have to guess whose handwriting is whose. Um, and to that point, if, if September 3rd is the cutoff for that first whole month of the Patreon open, the day this episode comes out, you have until this Friday. So if you're one of the diehards who listen like day of release, you know, if you're like, if you're in our DMs, like, where's the YouTube video (laughs) escape? Uh, you have until this Friday to be qualified for that postcard then michael and i are just going to randomize who gets postcards from who so uh i will say i I believe that there's no restrictions for um international either so if you're Mm -hmm. worried about all that kind of stuff like it's a postcard i don't think it's going to be that big of a deal we'll have to look into it no but um, yeah postcards are super easy yeah it's literally a, a, a piece of paper but this you can opt out so again like if you want to join the the patreon and you don't want to get a postcard, it's completely optional. I think for us to be able to send it to you, you have to willingly give Patreon your address so that we can send it. So there are some logistical things like that. But um, yeah, don't worry about international because I think think we'll be good there. One thing I'll add for international, just from my experience trying to like send people things overseas and having a you know a people like family in the post office, the U.S. Postal Service is really funny about sending international items without the first and last name of the recipient this is specifically for packages but i've never really sent a postcard overseas so i don't know if we have to put like an international shipping label if you're outside of the united states uh and you have signed up for this and it's something that interests you be aware that we may need your first and last name um if that's something you're not okay with that's totally fine we can send you like an e-post quota and something over that's I was over actually thinking Discord. About that. Yeah, so if you're not like, comfortable with us giving, like, having <laughs> or utilizing, like, the full extent of your most basic information for this, right. we'll send you something on Discord because I feel right. like the 
the name on Discord is far less doxic, unless you're <laughs> stupid and me. But, you know. <laughs> Oxy and I could, like, go on Photoshop and just make a personalized postcard for you and have it be special. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oxy, I was thinking about logistically, if we didn't want to split it up, like, I could sign a bunch of postcards. And then just mail you a box full of postcards, and then you <laughs> sign them. But we can okay, work that, out. that actually could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that could be a lot of fun. So you might get them from both Michael and I. It might take forty years to get to where you are because we're could going be Christmas. Yeah, you might get them at Christmas. Bro, we should we should pose with Christmas sweaters just oh, in case yeah. it goes super late. That'd be so dumb. You get it like September 9th. It's just us and like our ugly sweaters. That'd be so stupid. Oh, Although we should send Christmas cards for XP. Oh. We a hundred percent should send XP as Christmas cards. I am so down. We'll, for we'll that. put that in the bag for, for later. Yeah. Just save that one for later. Well, cool guys. Today we're going to talk about the thing that we already mentioned. So do you want, did you want to start off or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first. This one, I'm going to, I'm going to start with, Possibly the most complex one on my little list right here. I have it pulled up next to me. The RuneScape clock runs 100 game ticks per minute. So a game tick is 0.6 seconds. This clock, these game ticks, dictate everything in the game. Literally everything. Combat, skilling, boss attacks, um, movement speed. Game ticks literally determine how this game works. Understanding game ticks on a base level, for me looking back, would have been helpful when I was starting to get into bossing in PVM. Mm -hmm. I got 55 Slayer. I started, you know, I, when I was trying to kill Vanstrom, when I was trying to kill um, Galvec, that would have been super helpful to understand how game ticks work. Um, Weapon speed is a big one affected by game ticks. Uh, like the Abyssal Whip, for example, is a four tick weapon. So that means that every, what's 0.6 times four? Is it 2.8 seconds? I think. I don't know. I think that's the. Six times four is 24. 2.4 seconds then. 2.4 seconds. Uh, a whip, Man. which is a four tick weapon. God, we do math all the time on the show. Uh, attack. It, that's how quickly it attacks. One thing I know about game ticks is eating food takes a certain number of game ticks that interrupts combat, so you lose DPS, which is a term you hear like end game upper level players use, like oh you're losing DPS and corrupted because you're eating outside of tornadoes or something like that. Uh, Oxy, what does DPS mean? Oh, damage per second. Okay. You you hear that? Think... Yeah, you, yeah. You hear that a lot for like. Corrupted Gauntlet, Theater of Blood, Chambers of Zarek, where, like, killing the boss quickly is very important, because the longer you're alive, the more of a chance there is for something to go horribly wrong and you die. That doesn't mean that that concept can't be used in the mid-game. Like, if you're doing mm -hmm. Crazy Archaeologist and you need to eat, you know, um, it's good to know that, like, you won't be able to attack immediately after you eat, because eating interrupts the animation. Like I said, skilling also works on game ticks. I believe it's fishing. You have an opportunity to catch a fish once every five game ticks. Um, how successful you are is determined on your fishing level and what you're trying to catch. 
but everything from shrimp to anglerfish, excluding minnows, which is just a little weird thing they have. Every fish except for minnows, you have a chance to catch one once every five game ticks. Um, so it does affect, again, it's every skill. Crafting, fletching, everything you can create uh, takes a certain number of game ticks. For example, cutting bows takes three game ticks, but stringing a bow only takes two. I'm going to link the RuneScape Clock wiki page in the description down below because I could probably spend an entire episode <laughs> talking about game ticks. Yeah. And quite frankly, I think it would just bore the shit out of people to hear me give examples of this. One thing I will mention, tick manipulation uh, can be done with game ticks, of course. There are a lot of, like, literally on the wiki it says common methods. Three tick barb fishing, which is what we talked about. There's two tick uh, wood cutting in Priftinus, which is very popular among the TNL boys right now. Um, there's a lot of ways to manipulate hunter and cooking. Other skills like that. I'm not going to get prayer. into tick manipulation. Uh, yeah, technically, prayer flicking is a form of tick manipulation. Well, I uh, just mean like you can one tick offer the bones if you have the. Oh, oh, right, with the menu entry swapper. I was going to say yeah because yeah. I don't know if prayer flicking is necessarily tick manipulation in the sense that like it's you have to like quote unquote break the game or whatever. Right. Uh, not that tick manipulation is illegal. It's it's how the clock works, right? So if you're three ticking granite or one ticking crombwans, you're not breaking the rules. You're sweating your ass off, <laughs> but you are not breaking the rules if you're doing tick manipulation. The RuneScape clock, one more time, one game tick is 0.6 seconds. There are 100 ticks in a minute. Give the wiki article we post a look and figure out some of your favorite training methods and how long they take. Look at some of your favorite weapons and figure out how fast they are. Like if you find a weapon on the wiki and it says attack speed 5, that means that every 5 game ticks that weapon will attack. You know, it's it's things to look at and things to sort of understand. It's not critical, I would say. Right. But once you have an understanding of how it works, you can get more confident with bossing. You can understand skilling a little bit better. Uh, you can find faster ways to train, literally faster ways to train, because you'll finish an inventory quicker with one method than you will with another. So that was the first one I kind of wanted to just dive into a bit. I have a little aside to just a little caveat to the, to the weapons. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at that, that like clock, just know like, you're going to see potentially like a bludgeon is a lot slower than a scimitar, but the, you know, the game is kind of evened out to the sense that a bludgeon is going to hit a little harder. So don't be, you know, don't always look for the fastest, for the fastest method, mm -hmm. because that doesn't always mean it's the best. Some monsters are weaker to certain styles. So if you have a monster that's weak to crush, you might want to take a bludgeon over a scimitar and just because the bludgeon is slower, that that just like off the bat, that doesn't mean it's worse. Yeah, that's a that's another thing. Slow, slow does not mean bad. That's a great point for game ticks. Slow does not mean bad. If you're trying to get the world record for fletching XP, yeah, slow means bad. But if you're trying to 
save money and blow glass or save money and cut long bows or short bows like and it takes you a little bit longer than it would to i don't know make dragon darts which cut how much did 99 fletching cost you do you use dragon darts no i did uh redwood shields i mean it costs like 15 mil but, you but can't shields, really sell them back. shields take forever. They do. Shields yeah, are really sh cool. shields are a very good example of something that takes. Oh my god! Shields are seven game ticks. So Michael took a long time to get that, but that's not a bad thing because even though fletching a dart takes, what does it say on here? It doesn't actually say how long, how quick it is. Darts to are one tick aren't they because you can just do, 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 spam click if it. you go if you do it really quickly yeah you can do darts extremely fast mm -hmm. but i don't think they have a limit on the how long it actually takes i think it's instant i think if you darts. i think if you click it and just let it go oh, oh, i think it'll it be the same yeah. as arrows so it's like uh one or two ticks per like 15 darts or something like that okay um so that'll probably be how fast it is you can click it and just get it done really quick. You're going to get carpal mm -hmm. tunnel, but you can do that. <laughs> um, slow does not mean bad, because sometimes slow means cheap. And if you don't have money, cheap is the best. Yeah. Or if you're like Michael and you are cheap, cheap is the best. Yeah. Cheap method for everything, even if it's very slow. Yeah. Uh, one other thing to cap off the tick like the ticks mm -hmm. section. Runelight has a feature called Visual Metronome. Or I think they have an actual metronome that will beep, beep, beep every 0.6 seconds if you're into that. So if you want a visual or an, like an, uh, an audible representation of what the clock is doing in the game, um, you can download that. That's just in the plugin hub. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest, I haven't used it very often, but uh, it's very helpful in the Inferno. Like the, the game clock... Understanding the game clock early will help you greatly in the future. Because yeah. if you go into the Inferno not understanding how a game tick works, you're you're f***ed. That's, that's it. That's all I gotta tell you. But, yeah. yeah. Moving on? Yeah. So I'll take the next one. So mm -hmm. my first one is when I first started, I don't think I used the wiki to its full potential. And in 2021, I would say that the wiki has definitely become more of a useful resource than when I first started in 2013 and came back to the game in 2016. Like since then, Jagex has partnered with the people who run the wiki and potentially even people at Jagex do stuff for the wiki themselves. But um, in the game, in the vanilla client, you have a little button just under the world map. If you click on that button and then you click on something in game, it's going to link you to the wiki page. Like it'll open up a page for you uh, of that item. So if you don't, like if you got, say you get a quest item or you have an item in your inventory in your bank, and you're like, where the heck did I get that? Or what are the stats of this item? Um, click the little wiki button, click on the item, and it's going to take you to the page. There again, this could be an entire episode just on the wiki, but the main things that I wanted to call out was most of the time people just use the wiki for like a quest guide. So if you haven't downloaded the 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 quest helper plugin or you don't like Slayer music, or if you're Oxy, you prefer the wiki. Uh 
that can be helpful, but there's so much more that I think you can dive into. The main one that I wanted to call out was strategy guides. So if you go to your favorite boss or you go to the boss that you're trying to learn currently, you can go and you can read about the lore of that boss. But if you go to the top, it's going to have two, maybe two options. One of them is going to say there's a moneymaker guide attached to this article and there's a strategy guide attached to this article. Click on the strategy guide and that's actually going to link you to how do you get to this boss? What are the closest teleports? What gear should you use in uh, descending order from best to least best? And then what your inventory should look like. So if you don't have, like if you're not in TNL or you don't have Discord, so you're not in the gear Discord, you're, the wiki is probably uh, one of the best places to get recommendations for what gear you should be bringing, how your inventory should look, and then a general synopsis of how that fight's going to go. Mm-hmm. So Barrows is the example. So they're going to tell you to bring a range and a mage, potentially a melee. Like they have all these different setups and what gear goes with them and then how your inventory should look. Again, a lot of people just think the wiki is there to tell you why the wise old man has monsters under his bed. But like this is going to be very, very helpful for you, not only in the early game, mid game, even in the late game. I'm still looking up stuff on the wiki to this day, and I've been playing this game for 4,700 hours. I don't know if you can see on my stream deck, <laughs> this kind button blurry, right but... here, it's, it's blurry because of the light. It's not showing up very well. Uh, that's a hotkey for the RuneScape wiki. I'm 3,000 hours deep on the account, and I have a hotkey for the wiki. Because awesome. <laughs> how many times I have to look shit up about this game. Because if you're playing this game and you're like, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. It, you understand that there's a lot that goes on inside this game. You know, people joke that I'm like the lore master, but I probably don't know half as much as people think I do about the game. Um, and when it comes to PVM, oh my god, it is so helpful. Those strategy guides are huge. I, I'll I think Michael kind of wants to expand on it later, but you don't need the best in slot gear for everything. That's the one grain of salt I'll give you is you don't need the best in slot gear for strategies. Um, But the wiki will tell you about shit that you did not even know existed. Right. (laughs) Don't be afraid to fall down rabbit holes on the wiki. It's, it's definitely worth it, but yeah, we'll the links to all of this from you guessed it, the runescape wiki will be in the description uh, of this week's episode in case you're interested got another one i i do i do have another one um this one's a bit broad it's just prayer just prayer in general (laughs) when i was a kid i trained prayer by burying bone so when i got back into the game in 2018 i trained prayer by burying bones i have like distinct memories of killing the frogs south of Lumbridge as an adult like fresh out of college killing giant frogs and burying the big bones to get to like 20 prayer and like base 30 melee stats because I thought that was cool to have all the same number um I still do think it's cool to have all the same number (laughs) prayer is debatably the most complex combat skill Other combat skills have intricacies within them. Magic, you have different spell books. 
Range, you have different weapons, although the range meta has been very limited. At this point, the only weapons that really matter for situations, either they're your catch-all, like your Bofa or your Toxic Blowpipe, or they're a bit more refined in their use, like the Dragon Hunter Crossbow or um, the Twisted Bow. Um, somebody's going to be like, the Twisted Bow's great. The Twisted Bow is great, but you're not going to take the Twisted Bow everywhere. It's like you're not gonna kill pipe. goblins with it. Yeah, you could. You probably you're wasting time, a, but you could. You probably use the blowpipe to kill goblins. Yeah, or a bofa. Like that's the whole Chuck point some, of uh... <laughs> you know melee. What weapon do I need? Uh, what attack level do I need to equip it? Or strength level, depending on the weapon. Sick. Very rarely you have to look at like the special attack effects, but you know after a while you'll kind of understand the special attacks anyways. Prayer drains over time if you've used mm -hmm. prayer you know that prayer drains at a rate of let me see what it is here i think oh my god it's each different individual oh yeah, it's, it's i think each individual prayer drains at a different rate yeah each each prayer drains at a, at a different rate based on the the level of prayer so the first prayer you get thick skin drains one prayer point per 12 seconds uh, rigor and augury, the two highest level prayers you get from Chambers of Zeric, drain one prayer point every 1.5 seconds. Damn. So they do go pretty quick. Uh, they go burr. They go burr and they drain the... <laughs> very quickly. Um, prayer can be a pain in the ass to get back because, unlike hit points, prayer does not recharge. You need to either drink a potion or use an altar. Knowing that different prayers drain at different speeds is important to understand, especially if you're limited on supplies. Um, so let's say you buy rigor and you're doing fight caves, but you're because you bought rigor, you're super poor and you don't have a ton of prayer potions to use. Eagle Eye drains one point every three seconds, and you still get a damage boost for rain because you have mm -hmm. to have protection prayers on at the same time. So protect from magic, for example also drains one point per three seconds. So with Eagle Eye and Protect from Magic, you drain two prayer points every three seconds. Something along those lines there. I think that mm -hmm. math is correct. Whereas with Rigor, I'm not even going to do that math because I'm very tired and I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> um, point is, knowing that different prayers drain at different speeds is important. There's also prayer items that boost your prayer drain effect and make it last longer this is called prayer bonus um if you look at the combat stats page uh worn equipment and then you go to view equipment stats and the bottom other under bonuses other under other bonuses great guns oxy uh the very bottom it says prayer additional prayer bonus basically the higher your prayer bonus the slower your prayers drain. So the exact words from the wiki are each <laughs> prayer bonus point slows the loss of prayer by 3.33%. So okay. having plus 30 prayer bonus would make prayers last 100% longer. So double the length. That's um, awesome. I did actually, actually, I did not know that. <laughs> Oh, that you didn't know how prayer bonus I works? never looked into prayer bonus. Yeah. Yeah, right. so I, I learned something today. Yeah, prayer bonus. The, the higher your prayer bonus, the longer your prayers last, which means the longer your supplies last, which mm -hmm. means the longer your trips to certain places last. 
This one is particularly combat focused um, because you're the skiller. I, I can't imagine using prayer in a skilling situation. Preserve, that's it. Yeah, preserve, but preserve has a drain rate. Preserve is one of the slowest ones. Preserve drains one prayer point every 18 seconds. Preserve is awesome. the second um the second slowest. The only one is rapid restore, which drains one prayer point every 36 seconds. Whoa. Yeah. But nobody uses rapid restore, realistically. No. So yeah, prayer bonus is good. Um different items have different prayer bonuses. That's why we always talk about the Rada's Blessing from the Karen Diary being big, because the Rada's Blessing 4, for example, gives a plus 2 prayer bonus, where every other blessing, every other, every other thing that goes in the ammo slot only gives plus 1. Prozolite gear. Holy Prozolite. It is <laughs> the best in slot melee armor you can get besides 3rd Age. Uh, for example... Prozolite Hauberk is what? 12k? The Third Age Druidic Robe Top is 2.147 bill. Um, <laughs> which means it's more and than that because it's probably going for more than max cash. Disclaimer, it's the best in slot melee prayer bonus gear. Yes, it's not. it doesn't have a higher strength bonus. It doesn't have a higher defensive bonuses. Prozolite's about in line with Adamant as far as defensive bonuses go, but it gives a like plus 8 and a plus 6, so a total of plus 14 if you're wearing the top and bottom uh that's huge that makes prayer potions for slayer tasks last a heck of a lot longer than they would if you were wearing full dragon and a fighter torso that's why you almost always see people walking around when they're on a slayer task in that all white armor and this applies to all sorts of stuff this applies to every item in the game weapons shields amulets rings armor pieces capes everything has a potential prayer bonus to it um so just look into prayer bonus it's very useful for pvm as a whole and i did not know that i also want to talk about prayer training very briefly i don't want to talk okay. too much longer about it Burying bones is the worst, worst, worst method in the game to train <laughs> prayer. When you're a low level, it makes sense. Um, world 330 is the house party world. Everybody who hosts a house, generally speaking, has a lit gilded altar, which gives you 350% extra prayer XP when both burners are lit, and both burners are almost always lit. Uh... So you can go in there with any bone, whether it's a bone you get from a man, whether it's a dragon bone, a wyvern bone, a superior dragon bone, if you like throwing money down the toilet, and you will get 350% additional prayer XP. So let me check my calculator real quick. If I'm going to bury a normal bone, I will get 4 experience, 4.5. If I use it as a lit gilded altar, I would get... Obviously, 350 times that, I get 15.8 experience. Doesn't sound like a lot, but you gotta talk. That's a, it's a heck of a lot more. It's like three and a half times more XP, pretty much. I just did math real quick. Mm -hmm. I know, shocker. So, if you're starting out your account, and say a buddy gives you like a couple hundred K, some people just give their friends starting cash, and you're always like, what should I do with this money? It would literally, in a house party world, 
go to the GE, buy yourself 200 dragon bones, go and, and bear, you know, off, offer them on the altar. This will get you from level one to level 43 for 320K. That is probably the best early money you can invest in in your account to get full protection prayers all the way up to protect from melee. We haven't gone into what those are really because it's like we're not talking to, you know, we're probably talking to people who know how protection prayers work. It's pretty it's self-explanatory. But those prayers are, are likely the, the best prayers you're going to get until piety or rigor or augury. Yeah, I would say there's three stages of goals with prayer. The first is protection prayers. So 40 or 37 for protect, for protect from magic. 40 for protect from missiles, 43 for protect from melee. Um, the next goal is realistically piety at 70, which is quest lock. And then the final goal after that for most accounts is 77, so you can use rigor and augury. Augury, the arcane prayer scroll is like 400k. <laughs> Dex is 16 mil, which... If you're a poor player, that's a lot of money. If you're a player who was around when the Dexter's Prayer Scroll first came out, that's like toilet paper to you. Um, yeah. Doesn't matter. If you're a specific account build, like a like a PKing build, locked to a combat bracket, 52 is very good for Smite. Um, and then 55 for Preserve is very helpful for Diary Boosting. There's lots of other, like, I'm not going to go into detail about every single prayer. I'm not going to go, like, what your prayer path should be. But Michael is right. Early prayer is a very good investment if you have money. It's going to make questing a lot easier. I'll say that. It really like, will. one of the first things I did on my Iron Man account. And, and this is one thing that I, I think a lot of people don't know. I said it's the most complex combat skill. Prayer level determines your combat level. Mm -hmm. Partially. So your combat, like prayer is a part of like the foundational combat levels. It's defense, prayer, and hit points. And then that is combined with your highest type. So either your mage level, your range level, or your attack and strength level combined. That determines your combat level. Melee almost always determines combat level unless you're a specific account build. Or you're progressing at a different speed for different skills. But prayer is one of them. That's why if you're on Runelight and you hover over your combat level, it'll give you a prayer option because the higher your prayer, the higher you can get your combat. That's my spiel about prayer. You'll, you'll never guess. We're going to link it in the wiki down below. <laughs> All right. So my next one is, it's more of a, a, a broad thing. This isn't like something I can directly correlate to something in the game or a website, but it's the idea of needing specific stats or specific gear before you can start doing PVM. When I was first starting out in this game, uh, I mean, I got to the point where I had like probably base 80s in my combats. And I had the gear that you need to do content, but I was still hesitant. Um, it wasn't really until I met all of my friends here at TNL that have pushed me to do PVM that I've become more confident with going to raids, um, doing God Wars and, and things like that. Because in my mind, I thought I need better gear or I need higher stats. Let me break it down for you. If you want to go to Chambers of Zarek, 
minimum, you're going to need about 75 in the combat in the combat sets. You can get away with probably 70 strength, attack, defense, but range and magic, you're going to need 75. If you're if you're looking at your stats right now and you're like, one of my goals this year is to go to chambers, then yeah, 75 strength, 75 attack, 75 defense, at minimum, get 70. And the reason I say that is because of the gear that you need. So for most of the game, a blowpipe and a trident will get you there. And uh, that's very true for chambers. Uh, to kill Ulm, you, you have a mage hand, you have a melee hand, and then you use range um, to finish him off. And a trident works just fine on the mage hand. You can use a whip on the main hand, the melee hand, and then at, at, the, at the end, when you're ranging the head, uh, a, a blowpipe is just fine. And if you're like me, you bring a dragon crossbow. So those, those, I, I don't listen to the elitist PVMers who say that you need a scythe and a Tebow and inquisitors and like, like you don't need all of that to, to have fun in this game and, and to do content with your friends because more than likely you're going to do just fine. So again, don't be like me having mid eighties combat stats nearing nineties potentially and, and just scared to do PVM because you know, you have friends that are potentially a little better, but all that being said, if you are in this game and you don't have friends, um, I'm going to give it to Oxy for this next one, because I think that's what he wanted to talk I, about. I, I want to talk about something that you mentioned a little bit. Uh, yeah, you yeah. don't need Tebow, Scythe, Inquisitor. And I know you want to touch on this. So this, is why, this is why we shouldn't like exchange things beforehand, because it's in the whole episode. <laughs> um, you don't need them to get into chambers. You absolutely don't need them to have fun. If you want to start speedrunning Chambers of Zarek, if you want to go for Grandmaster combat achievements, you probably need high-level gear. So if, you're, if you are an elitist who refuses to go to Theater of Blood because you don't have a mutagen for your Sarpelm and you don't want to look like a quote-unquote pleb, uh, that's fine. Go grind Zalra for your mutagen. That's, that's awesome. That's a, a sick goal to have. But... You don't need this one, like we said earlier with the wiki. You don't need that best in slot column to get into bossing. You don't right. need to have 99 combat stats. Michael is, like he said, 4,500 hours deep. We went to Bandos the other day. Uh, we took myself, we took a tank who brought like max tank gear because he really just enjoys tanking. It was awesome. And we brought a learner. Michael said, I'm gonna come along just for fun. We're like sick. He goes, Hmm, do I need a scythe? I'm like, Michael, what? He's like, yeah, it's Bandos. Do I need a scythe and like full like max everything? He's like, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you don't need a scythe. He didn't bring one, but he could have, you know, like that mentality does affect a lot of people. You really don't need the best in slot gear. Bandos, yeah. you could do with a whip or a blowpipe or a literally Bandos, you could do with any of your big three as yeah. a DPSer and be fine. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that a scythe into a Kodai for the blood barrage heals is a bad idea. Like you can it's max absolutely out and be a great sweaty. idea, but it's, it's, it's locked behind this paywall 
that I don't think a lot of people are going to get to for a while, you know, because how are you going to make money unless you go staking or you do flipping? You're going to need to do content. You're going to mm-hmm. need to do chambers and potentially get that Tebow split so that you can get those gear upgrades. But Void or Elite Void works just fine. And that's literally free to get. So don't don't be scared. You can take Elite Void a lot of places. You can yeah. take Elite Void a lot of places. Um, but again, that's just our little my little spiel about it. But to to your point um, about the point that I had, the point that I was going to make, this is going to be the whole episode, dude. Um, <laughs> we actually sourced this one from people within TNL. We got a lot of good suggestions. Uh, like the wiki was one of them that Michael mm-hmm. and I had kind of talked about. And a lot of people from TNL kind of resonated with that wiki idea. A lot of people were like, I wish I would have known what Zaya was. I wish I would have known how expensive some of these items were. I wish I would have known what the wiki or what YouTube was. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that kind of stood out to me that was admittedly, in his own words, pretty cheesy. This game is a million times better with other people. If you're playing this game as a loner, I don't mean an Iron Man because, you know, you chose to stand alone, by the way. I mean, like, you literally don't have anyone you play this game with. Like, you listen to XP Waste and you sit and you play RuneScape and that's it. Playing this game with other people is a life changer. Mm -hmm. I promise you, because any grind you have right now is made 10 times better in a Discord call with one other person. I have willingly yep. trained rune crafting and mining for like 10 weeks in a row on this show because I can have <laughs> a conversation with somebody else. I don't have to think about the fact that I'm just running laps. After yeah. a while, you just kind of drown it out and it just becomes like white noise, background, whatever, because you're hanging out, you're having a conversation. Right now, like, yes, I'm making a show, we have a topic, we've got this whole thing, but agility mining rune crafting thieving wood cutting fishing anything you can think of that you're like damn i just have to sit there and not get a lot of anything doing yeah. it with other people is so much fun i know i'm paranoid when it comes to talking to people in game which is why we always invite you guys to the discord um mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be our discord streamers right. who stream exactly runescape right. content all have discords that they would love for you to join People who make YouTube videos, whether it's like Torvesta Bodhi solo mission or some random dude with like 40 views on a clue scroll video, like they all have discords you can join Mm -hmm. and become immersed in that community. When TMD brought it up that like play this game with other people because he'd been playing it alone for so long, it really does change the way you play. Yeah, it really does because you'll be opened up to different ways to play the game and different it broadens your your knowledge base of the game just by mm-hmm. hanging out with other people right like michael michael said he he thinks he needs max gear to go do everything and then you hang out with someone like myself who's poor as shit and it's like what are you talking about just like take a take fire strike you'll be fine <laughs> like there's always somebody who knows something that you don't and vice versa. Like always. you can help somebody else in this game always uh, with something that may, they may not know. So have at least a couple friends. If you don't want to join a discord, 
if you don't want to do that, like recruit your friends, tell them, Hey, you can play this game on your phone and I'll teach you how to do it. Yeah. Make sure your Chally's on stab. That's a big one. I learned from another person. I thought I was being <laughs> trolled so hard. We were going for a corp drop during one of our TNL bingos. And, uh, uh, we were doing corp for hours. It was horrible. Corp is so boring. And I was with uh, one of our buddies, Immortal, and I could not get any kills. We were in the exact same gear setup, but he had eight strength levels higher than me. And I was pissed. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm getting out DPS by like 400 damage every kill. What is happening? His Chally's hitting 50-50, 50-49. Mine's hitting oh. like 0-7. I'm like, what is happening? And Scape joins the Discord call, and I'm bitching about how much I hate Corp. And he goes, oh, is your Chally on stab? I said, oh, fuck you, dude. He's like, no, seriously, is your Chally on stab? I'm like, no, it's on slash. He's like, put it on stab. I'm like, if you're trolling me right now, he's like, no, put it on stab. I put it on stab, 50-50 off the rip. I'm like, oh, my God. You learn something new every day you play this game with other people. 3,000 hours later. It is literally 3,000 hours later. It's life-changing. Find people to play this game with, whether they're your friends, whether they're complete strangers, whether you just say, you know what, I'm horribly socially anxious, but I'm going to get in a voice call with this streamer because the last time I was invited, I didn't. And now you're a moderator in his Discord. Like, sometimes you just have to go for it because playing this game with other people is just... mm. Before I found like a, a Discord community to join, I would just talk to people in the game. The, I know that's not Oxy style, but like if you're sitting there and you're barb fishing, and you see the same person day in and day out, it doesn't hurt to be like, "Hey, I looked you up. Nice KCs at Cerberus." Just find something in common, and potentially you might be able to find somebody that you can do content with that you may never connect with outside of this game, because that's totally fine. RuneScape has kind of evolved to this thing where people think that you kind of have to have a Discord community to be able to connect. But we have a friends list with a way to message people. And you can do a lot of content in this game without being in a voice call. So if that, if that, if that is too much for you, I encourage you to just reach out to people. Don't, don't make friends in the GE because that's almost never a good idea. But uh, if you're in a skilling spot or you're, you know, killing rats in the Varrock sewers, like, just hang out with people. That's not even necessarily true because you used to hang out on that 2K Total World and you said there were the dudes who would bank stand in Elite Void with yeah. max fire capes. Fire they don't max talk to capes. anybody, though. <laughs> they would have fire max capes and nibbler pets and just sit yeah. there and hang out. I had the same thing on one of my old home worlds. So if you see the same people, Michael brings up a really good point. I hate, 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 hate humans in this game. They scare me to death. They're all trying to take my account. I don't want to speak to them. If I'm at the blood altar for days and Hex person who's right next to me right now is there (laughs) with me for seven days in a row and is like very obviously not a bot, talk to him. Say hi. Like... You know, Mike, Michael brings... Shut up, Michael. Michael just said hello to Hex Person <laughs> in the, at the death of mine. Oh, my God. Shout out to Hex Person and all the other people blood rune crafting with us Practice right now. what you preach, Oxy. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I don't know any of these people. It's the first time I've seen them. It was just an example. 
But yeah. Yeah. what were you going to say after the GE thing? <clears throat> the clan system is probably the single best thing that has happened to this game for community. One of my favorite things about this clan system is not the sense that like, not the fact that you get like cool little icons. That's cool. But the shout out system that they made that literally tells you if somebody has completed a quest, they've hit a uh, a milestone, they've gotten a good drop. Like those shout outs are things that you would probably never see if you weren't in a community of people who like us in TNL, we have the levels and achievements in the awesome drops channel. Um, but there's, I mean, there's people who still don't post in that, but they're completing quest after quest after quest. And it's just fun. And it's encouraging to be able to like, uh, right now, mock cat UIM completed tribal totem. And, you know, people throwing in the GZs and the, and the congratulations and the, and the hypes. Like there's just a lot of uh, community built into built into the clan system that mm-hmm. can be very encouraging as uh, somebody who doesn't have friends that play this game. There's always this meme on Reddit that I think people just do for karma, but they're like, I got 99 fire making today and I didn't have anybody to share it with. So I posted on Reddit. Like you could do that or you could join a clan and have it broadcasted. <laughs> well, well that could even lead to like joining a clan. Like That's how many true. people have joined our clan just cause they like, wanted something runescape related on the way to work mm-hmm. you know like i used to do that shit with theoatrix videos which when you were talking earlier about people really liking the podcast i was it kind of hit me that like holy shit we're some people's like first real exposure to old school runescape knowledge for me that was theoatrix and even mm. though he did kind of go off the rails for a little bit he's doing better now which is good his his shit was iconic even the stuff that was wrong <laughs> back in the day for me was gospel it didn't matter like it was (laughs) i loved his style i loved his voice i loved how detailed he was sometimes he just read straight off the wiki didn't matter loved it absolutely loved it uh you can find that kind of thing and reach out you can you know to my point for that whole thing was like if we're that person to you if we're your theoatrics i'm honored uh it really does mean a lot but, you know, posting something on Reddit like, hey, I got 99 fire making and I don't have anybody to celebrate it with. There's a CC. There's a friends chatting game called 99 parties. You could go to 99 parties and <laughs> post like, hey, I'm having a 99 fletching party. Does anyone want to come? And complete strangers will show up to celebrate <laughs> a 99 with you. You could get into a community like that and just start randomly celebrating people's 99s. Eventually you make friends. Like oh, Michael man. said, the clan chat's a thing, friends chat's a thing. I contend that everybody has a Discord at some point. Everybody knows right. somebody who has a Discord. We've had friends of friends join TNL uh, because, you know, it's something random. Like, oh, they just want to be in VC with Chambers, and now suddenly they have the active overtime rank because just, <laughs> they just never left. <laughs> That's pretty much how it happened like we have one friend from tnl escape uh, had a drop party about a year ago which is how the whole kind of clan thing started and this one guy got stupid lucky his name was um what what's what's his in-game name i i should know the exact combination it's it's dfxkt this guy won like 35 mil worth of shit and escape was like 
post it in the Discord, and he came to like five people just hanging out. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> D- DFXKT Damien has been with us the entire time and has yeah. like started streaming and things like that. Yeah. You just you join shit by accident. <laughs> like I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know the origin story of Defects. No, that's why that's... he that's why he's in the clan because he 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 like clean skate for, for, for all his money. <laughs> that that drop party. Damien came home with I think more than anybody else that day. That's he hilarious. Oh he was winning AGSs, he was winning like <laughs> dragon boots and shit. He won all sorts of good stuff. That's that awesome. Day. And he joined the Discord because he won all that stuff. So Hey, you never know. Yeah, truly. You, you never, never really know. know. One last plug. If you don't care to find a content creator or you don't want to join TNL for some reason, literally the old school RuneScape, old school has a Discord and uh, they have a ton of voice channels that are that are like very active all hours of the day. So you probably could find somebody to hang out with there. Uh, I think if you go to the news post on the old school website, scroll all the way to the bottom it'll have the link to their discord but like oxia said we can put that in the description if you would like and if you are looking for a clan they also have a sellout tab where people post clans every single day hundreds of clan options every single day pk clans flipping clans pvm clans i'm talking like elite high level speed run hard mode tob clans or like what's up you want to learn how to do barrows we're a low level pvm group like Mm -hmm. all sorts of just super cool groups that you can join that doesn't have to be tnl we're selfish and we love you in tnl but like it doesn't have to be us if we're not your thing so like yeah I i think that's a good point to send us off to the next point what do you think Yep, yep, yep. So the last one that I had was really simple. And when I started this game back in 2016 for reels, I didn't really know how to set realistic goals. And that's something that I've developed over time with within the last like year or two is setting a realistic goal and knowing when to not burn out, essentially. Or not, when to not, like how to not burn out is... That's kind of what I'm getting at. So if you're in the mid game, you're struggling through those 50s blues, set a goal for yourself to get through to the next stage. Or if you don't really care, um, you could like, if you don't care to progress your account stat wise, there's tons of things you can do. You can do diaries, which require stats arguably, but um, you can set goals for PVM content this one's kind of just lackluster in the sense of all the other ones that we talked about, but I, I don't think it's just it something is. that I thought of. Like I didn't really care to set goals, but I think it's important. If you want to play this game uh, somewhat efficiently and not even efficiently, I really don't know where I'm going with this. Stop me now. Oxy. Before I... No, 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 no. I, I got fam. I got you. Cause I know got what you're me. talking about. When you, when I first started this game, I didn't, have any goals i just remember what i did as a kid and was like oh my god that was so much fun like i said as a child the abyssal whip was like a mythical item like i had i'd never thought i would ever own one and like as a for like my long time 70 attack was like this is it this is like i'll runescape will never get better i got like january <laughs> of 2020 i think 
and I, I got 70 attack on a blood veld on a slayer task and then left the slayer tower, bought an abyssal whip and came back and finished my blood veld task on stream with my brand new whip. And I was just giddy the whole time, you know, goals are a good thing to have, but realistic goals are better. Mm -hmm. If you watch a lot of content realistic goals are very important to have we talked about this in the mid game episode but this truly applies to all players right mm -hmm. i myself was hit with the set a realistic goal you dumb bitch reality earlier um guns chili released a new idfap video today i would kill michael if guns chili asked me to i love that <laughs> man's content i think it's fantastic and i will unapologetically fangirl for guns chili anytime because holy shit his stuff is good oh gosh that was hilarious <laughs> this newest episode of idfap is completely centered around the corrupted gauntlet mm -hmm. and the shit that this guy does in corrupted is godlike he can woos walk tornadoes he just redemptions when he runs out of food he's like eh, redemption whatever easy kill he has over a thousand kc I'm like, no oh, man. way. I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. He's pulling armor seed after armor seed after armor seed, making wow. all this money. I'm like, I'm getting into the corrupted gauntlet. I got my shit kicked in five times in a row earlier at the corrupted gauntlet on lip <laughs> fight. So <laughs> it was one of those like, huh? They would need to learn to get consistent KCs at corrupted gauntlet before I'm trying to wooks walk tornadoes or yep. use redemption. Yep. So. You can set realistic goals that are also incremental. Zolra is a big one for people. Yeah. Zolra makes you a lot of money, but nobody tells you how difficult Zolra is. You need to do it for your diary. Right. So you can make that first incremental realistic goal of like, I just have to kill Zolra. And mm -hmm. then you can set another goal of like, I have to kill Zolra 50 times. Or yep. then I have to kill Zolra till I get a drop. Or I have to kill Zolra till I get a mutagen. The goals stack up one after the one after the other and this can be with anything anything in the game you could have incremental realistic goals for your level the flip side of that of having goals that are too big like me thinking i can wooks walk in the corrupted gauntlet is being afraid to set goals because you'll never do them the mm. best example i can think of is the inferno how many of you listening to this podcast have watched Inferno content and go, yeah, no, never going to be me. Absolutely not. <laughs> Who's to say that can't be you? Right. A year ago at this time, I was like just getting into Vorkaf, mm -hmm. and I still sucked at it. And I was like, oh my god, I'll never do the Inferno. Vorkath is going to be like the pinnacle of bossing for me. It's not the pinnacle of bossing. It's It's really not. You can... Or at least it's not for me, you know? The goals that are impossible become more realistic. Don't be afraid to say, someday I will have an Infernal Cape. Someday I will have a Max Cape. I hate most of the skills in this game. Not most of them. I hate a select few. Thieving, Mining, a, and, and Hunter are my, my top three. This skill sucks. Because I don't mm -hmm. have Herbivore yet. Those are my top three right now. <laughs> And someday I'm going to get a max cape. Let me, let me break this down for you. I get physically ill at the thought of training one more day of mining. <laughs> and someday I'm going to have a max cape. 
Don't right. be afraid to set a very long-term goal. Right. They're and it not can mutually be... exclusive. <laughs> exactly. And it can be anything. I was talking to Ralph earlier. One of his goals is to have every jar in his house that he's earned from bosses. Not buy them. He wants to earn every single boss jar. That's fun. So that's a, that's a sick goal to have. Does it yeah. mean anything? Absolutely not. But not it's really. pretty cool for your POH. Realistic goals are awesome. I think one point that, like, as you were speaking, an example of, like, how this can go into practice, you spawn in off to Toil Island, you're, like, a combat level three, and your first goal is to max. Let's <laughs> let's rein that back in a little bit. Like, that's not a realistic goal. I, I would even venture to say combat level three, Barrow's Gloves, is not a realistic goal. Let's get let's get something a little bit more attainable so that you can avoid burnout because it's very easy to burn out of this game. And I've that's so many friends burn out of this game. And that's why we say realistic, not because at level three, you'll never max everyone who has a max cape was level three at some point. Yeah. That's literally how the game works. You know, everyone who is level three, hopefully got Barrow's gloves at some point. If they did all their quests, do your quests. Um, <laughs> just because, it, it's not realistic. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But Michael's right. right. If you push yourself to something that's monumental, you're going to burn out and hate this game. Right. You're going like, to hate. I was game. I was two k total, and I had to tell myself that maxing was not the goal that I needed to strive for. Even at two k total, I have two hundred and seventy seven more levels to get. But I had to tell myself, let's go for the achievement diary cape first. And then we'll look at Max Cape. But even after I got the Achievement Cape, I was still not even ready to say maxing was my goal. I said base 85s, base 90s. 2200 total. 2200 total. Now that I'm a 2200 total, it's seeming like it's more realistic that I can say maxing is my next goal. But you have to go in steps. And if, mm -hmm. well, you don't have to because we can't dictate how you play this game. If you're like Oxy and I, it's which helpful probably to go are. It's helpful to go in steps. If you're the kind of person that needs to have that, like that pinnacle top of the mountain goal that you know you're climbing towards, sure. But you know yourself well enough to say that. Um, we're speaking more to the people who are hesitant to set goals because they may be, they may think that they'll never get there. We just want to let you know, like you can do it. Even if you got that really high goal, you got to know how to climb the mountain, brother. You yeah. can't just think you're going to apparate to the top. No, you have to know how to climb the mountain. That's that's a good analogy for this. I think we have one more, right? I have one more, and it's going to be contradictory to what you heard me saying. In the oh, episode. I know. <laughs> uh, and I told Michael I would explain it, explain it as we go. I'm ready. Um, I wish I knew at least had a better understanding of loot tables and money making. I know I literally just said like three weeks ago, money making doesn't matter when you're in the mid game, mm -hmm. save for the end game, quote unquote. Money matters. Of course money matters. You're going to need gold in this game to buy things. I meant more in the sense of don't try to make 10 mil a day. You're not going to as a mid game account. You might make 200K a day and that's good. Mm -hmm. But understanding what monsters do and don't drop things 
is important to understand. You know, monsters like Anku have a shit drop table. Horrible drop table. But they're one of the first high-level monsters players are exposed to because of the stronghold of security. Mm -hmm. Lesser demons don't have anything on their drop table. Most demons, other than maybe demonic gorillas and krill, don't have anything worth it on their drop table. They're horrible for drops. Abyssal unless, demons aren't too bad. Unless you want adamant legs. Uh, yeah, from like a from like a it. black demon that's like super <laughs> hard to kill. You know, look at loot tables and look at things that are guaranteed instead of things that are outlandish. Mm-hmm. Going for a draconic visage when you're trying to make a little bit of money is not a realistic goal. But right. killing blue dragons for the hide and the bones? That's yeah. a pretty good money-making goal. It's not Vorkath. It's not a Scythe split. It's not uh, Vazani's unique. Right. But it's a it's two or three hundred k for a couple hours in the Tavery dungeon. Ooh, like that's that's good. Understand which monsters drop what you're looking for to make money. This could be a list that we compose that we're probably not going to because the wiki you'll never believe this has a list of money makers <laughs> that you can do um and things like dragons are on there skilling is on there you know there was a period of time where uh god what did i kill for for good money um i know one thing that i would kill back in the day was chaos druids they're in very low wilderness if you go under in the sewers of Edgeville, but they drop herbs, and that's something that is always, almost always consistent money. If you can get a nice Raynar drop, like that's about seven to, I don't know, seven to nine K. I don't know what the, the going rate is, but um, that's something very, very easy to kill. I mean, arguably you're in the wilderness, so you have to be careful, but that, that's, a, that's a monster that I would kill for, for money back in the day. When mm-hmm. I was a lower level, even in old school, not just in like RS2. This is in old school. But on the flip side to that, just because a monster has a high level doesn't mean it's worth killing. When I was yeah. a noob, you know what I thought was going to make me a lot of money? Calphite soldiers. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, Calphite guardians, the big right. ones that are outside the KQ lair. Mm-hmm. There's a photo on my Twitter. If you go way back in my media, it'll be like noob takes on first real slayer task. Whoa. And I'm going to kill these Calphite guardians in just the shittiest gear possible. Cause I'm like, <laughs> this is it, baby. I'm making bank. The average drop of a Calphite guardians, like 800 GP. But I thought because they're a high level, they're going to drop me things. High level doesn't mean good drops all the time. Yep. yep. Look at the monsters that you want to kill. Look at the money-making guide. See if they line up. You don't need millions and millions of GP. You'll need <laughs> money for start. you'll need yeah. money for prayer pots. You'll need money for food. You'll need money for buying necessary items for quests. Like you know, you'll need money for skilling grinds for quests. You know, I there's the there, we have the running joke in the clan that like don't make money just have rich friends but like as we just talked about not everyone has rich friends so like construction is expensive you have to buy construction in small pieces that's okay if you have a consistent money maker that again isn't theater of blood fazani's whatever Mm -hmm. you know as a mid to late game account 
you know it, it, it's it'll be good it'll be extremely helpful to chip away at those kind of goals because while money doesn't matter in the mid to like early late game it still matters yeah it's exciting to get your first green stack like your first green cash stack that's oh, yeah. a vivid memory for me like i don't remember a lot of the early game but i do remember the first 10 mil that i made by myself and it's exciting i yeah, i want to add a point to this and yeah. and it's kind of a point of encouragement to say a lot of the stuff you're going to see when it comes to like quote unquote money making is they emphasize like gp per hour i would venture to say that gp per hour doesn't really matter what you probably would just want to look for is are you having fun doing this and are you able to sustain some sort of like are you are you making more money than you're spending because like supplies can be expensive buying gear is expensive but if you're having fun doing it it's way more important than if you're making a mil per hour which is very rare that you can find a method that you can make like really good money just starting out that's that's the point is just starting out because there's lots of methods you can make a lot of money per hour even vorkath or zalra on a good day you can make a mil an hour without uniques um but again you're just starting out michael's absolutely right you know you don't need to focus on gp per hour if you have an infernal max cape yes gp per hour is a little bit more valuable <laughs> to you yes but again this this point and pretty much all the points in this episode are aimed at people who are like, what the hell is this game? Like, what mm -hmm. am I doing? Even if you really enjoy it, there's still some things you might not know. I kind of got hit with... It was a little bit humble and a little bit like, oh my god, Oxy, you are an elitist. Like I said, we went to Bandos the other day. We took a learner. Uh, shout out to Meg and Haley um, for the Bandos trip. We didn't get any drops, but it was still hype. And... I was, you know, telling, I was telling Haley, the learner, that, like, all right, you're going to want to take, you know, this many range pots, this many restores, and she brought, like, a bunch of sharks. As a DPSer at Bandos, you don't need any food, like, at all. You hardly right. take a lot of damage. So I was trying to tell her, I'm like, you can take less sharks, it's okay. And she's like, all right, what should I take instead? I'm like, range pot, brew, um, restore, perfect. And she bought the individual items off the Grand Exchange. And my first thought was like, why don't you have this in your bank? Like, why don't you have this banked? And then it hit me that like, holy shit, she's got 70 combats. Like, this used to be me. That like, yeah. I used to buy. I was like, is four prayer potions going to be enough for this Slayer task? Because like, that's all I can afford right now. 100%. I would run out of prayer potions and have to bank to go get food. Because I couldn't afford more prayer potions. I was just tanking hits on Slayer tasks. Holy shit. That moment of trying to help that inventory. Yeah. Really kind of like, A, Oxy, you are a bit of an elitist now, you son of a bitch. B, it really kind of like humbled and set set me back a few paces of like I did used to be in this exact position, right? Like, and we all were there <laughs> again. We talked about it yesterday when Michael and I were recording our Patreon only episode. Shout out to the people who have the Patreon only episode. It's hard to say it without sounding like a condescending dick at this point. Of like you know, oh why don't you have this in your bank? Because sometimes we really do forget that like this literally used to be us. But honest 
to God. I would get like Snapdragon seed drops and sell them to buy more prayer potions yeah. to continue this Slayer task that I was on. Like I would leave in that moment. If I got anything, I got a dragon dagger elk. Oh, you know it, baby. We're going to go buy two more prayer potions. I used to be poor as shit. Yeah. Like, I say I'm poor right now. I just refuse to liquidate my loot tab, you know? Respectful. So, again, find good ways to make money and be smart about the bosses that you kill and the skilling methods that you do. Some you don't have access to. Magic logs, sharks, anglerfish, great money. They're and not later game. They take a while to get to because it mm -hmm. is slow. Runite is a fantastic money maker, but again, I'd rather throw myself off a bridge than just be able to mine Runite outright. Um, <laughs> God, I hate mining so much. Um, yeah, you you can do this again. You can make money without needing to make a lot of money at a time. Yeah, just don't get discouraged. That's that's the point I was trying to make. It's like if you're not making a mil per hour starting out it's fine yeah that's there. another big one that does tie into having friends like we talked about in the mid game don't don't get discouraged like honestly it don't don't get discouraged if if you're not making as much money as people around you i just want to reiterate that from the mid game episode right yeah well i think that's all we had for this section this is gonna, be, gonna be a be... long episode i folks. was just about to say that buckle <laughs> in we still got the fun question for y'all but uh, yeah, we'll send it to break and we'll be back after this commercial. Hey, how's it going? Name's Tony. Some people call me Fat Tony. I don't really know how I feel about that. But welcome to my pizza shop. Uh, this is Tony's Pizza Bases. Located uh, out here in the wilderness. I... Again, I don't know how to feel about that, but uh, it's uh, kind of the hand you dealt, you know? I can hear you asking me right now, Fat Tony, why are you out in the wilderness? Why are you out there? Well, I, um, I had to, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm fleeing for my life, you know? I had to flee, Mistelin. There's this, uh, there's this nasty rumor about me that I, um, that I poisoned old King Rold. Uh, I don't, that's, uh, um, there's no basis for that. So you come into my shop out here in the wilderness, what you gonna get? I got everything you need to make a pizza. Got your cheeses, got your tomatoes. Hey, and if you kill a rat out there, I'm sure you could probably find some meat for your pizza, huh? but if you ain't into that, I don't know what to tell you. If you come out here, come out to the wilderness, I'll make you a pizza you'll never, you write, you write your mama about it. I know it's gonna be dangerous, right? I know that. But I'll tell you right now, it's worth the risk. Come and see Fat Tony, come and see for yourself. Your time is valuable, and so is mine. I got some bandits to feed. They're getting kind of hungry. I'm going to hit you with my tagline and close it out. Here we go. The name's Fat Tony. I'm an expert in pizzas, both the making and the eating. <laughs> oh, real quick before I go. If you ever out in Drano Village, I got a cousin named Fortunato. Tell him Fat Tony said hey. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break. I know that we sure did. So this is the part of the episode where we give a, a shout out to our wise old man and KBD tier patrons because we appreciate you guys' support. Not that we don't appreciate the support of the other folks, but this is a perk of these two tiers 
Shout out to the gnome child. Shout out to the gnome child. Uh, these two tiers with the KBD and the wise old man, that's a perk that you get a personal shout out within the episode. So uh, give a big shout out to Oxy's dad, Spartan Fire, Jordy, and Rune Riot 96, who is hanging out with us today in the recording booth. That's also a, a perk of this of those two tiers is that you can listen to us live in the discord which is a lot of fun um i did want to quickly highlight something that we're doing with the gnome child and on pretty much the whole patreon as it stands so hey xp wasters sorry to interrupt michael here in the edit uh we did receive word after we recorded this episode that this next section we're about to talk about could potentially be considered a breach of Jagex terms of service. So take everything we're about to say uh, in regards to the giveaway with a grain of salt because we're still trying to A, figure this out, and uh, B, get some confirmation from uh, potentially Jmods, Jagex themselves. So I just wanted to throw that in there for you guys. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, now back to the episode. Well, Oxy and I wanted to give back to the community. And one thing that we have set up within the TNL Discord is the XP Waste Giveaways channel. Now, to have access to this channel, all you have to do is subscribe to the Patreon. So any tier will get you access to that channel. We're going to be giving away a month's worth of membership via two bonds. So two old school bonds. We're going to give away two old school bonds every single month. So if you think about it, I mentioned this last week. Business proposition for you. You have a very good chance to only have to spend $1 to get your membership paid for for that entire month if you win consistently every month. Likely or unlikely, I don't want to say because by the time this episode comes out, we could have 300 people in that Discord channel and then I sound like a jerk. So I don't know. But just um, gave me chills. Jesus Christ. <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in, in the spirit of the game, um, good luck. But uh, yeah, so if you want to join the Discord, at least, we'll have a link in the description. It's very important. This step is very important because I've seen a lot of people joining the Patreon recently who have not connected their Discord account. So if you go into Patreon and there's a section in there, I'm not quite sure. Just Google it. it just Google Connect Patreon to Discord. I think there's a very helpful article by Patreon. But you need to connect your Discord account to your Patreon account so that we can give you access to that channel. And then the next step after that is to go and actually join TNL. So if, if that's what you're into and you want to uh, be entered in, that's how you do it. But yeah, thank you so much for everybody who's, who's joined this week. Um, I know that we don't give personal shout-outs to every single person, but I do see each and every one of you who have joined, and um, it does make my heart a little happy every time I see that email come through, and, and um, you know, it's like, bing, 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 join the, dis- join the Patreon. Cool. And again, so, with, with giveaways, go it's going to be more than just bonds. Uh, Michael and I were talking yeah. last night. I love Halloween. I have something special planned for the XP Waste giveaways channel for halloween i have a special halloween it's kind of halloween themed kind of it's kind of spooky themed kind of it's a giveaway that i personally want to do i think i'm i love it a lot so i want to have other people do it too so so if you don't subscribe september get in there in october because we'll have that giveaway going also i want to kind of plug ourselves in this section too because 
for five dollars a month, if you join at the Party Pete tier, um, you're going to have access to an extra episode each month. And Oxy and I just recorded that last night, and it was a lot of fun. Um, without giving away too much, we did a little "Would You Rather." And um, some of those are kind of spicy. So if you want to have access to that episode, even if you're listening to this now, like two years in the future, we probably still have that episode up on our Patreon. And if you subscribe uh, to the tier that gives you that extra episode, you can go back and listen to it. It'll be in the archives. So just know that's not going anywhere. Those are going to be episodes that you should just have more and more content every month. The, the content is absolute tomfoolery. It is. Not, someone came in recently. It was like, I'm astonished by the quality of like of XP waste. We are honored. We really are. We love. We love hearing that. I thought we were going to get with the extra month. The extra month's episode. Like sometimes it's going to be just like Michael and I asleep. Where we're like, oh my god. Like, would you rather do Dragon Slayer two or like do Song of the Elves? But you're blind. Like sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's going to be Michael and I wearing only free-to-play gear trying to do a story mode T.O.B. Like, <laughs> absolute chaotic energy tomfoolery yeah. is the extra episode for the party. I've already, <laughs> I've already got my wife agreeing to be on one of those episodes. I don't know if she'll ever be on a main, uh, a main channel content, but she'll definitely be on the Patreon. Yeah. I don't have a wife, but if I did, I'd ask her to be on the Patreon, too. Michael, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun question time. Speaking of wife, Michael's wife just texted him and is like, I am hungry and your son is driving me <laughs> insane. So we got to get it moving here. <laughs> or she is going to be on the main episode beating Michael's ass. So we just here, come in the come in here and just hand me a baby. <laughs> kick kick the door the in. And... <laughs> hey, Oliver. So today hey, we're pulling said. we're pulling from our fun questions. Uh, chat once again again this is going back to the patreon uh, if you join the patreon at any any tier you'll instantly have access to the fun questions thread which you can post in there and give us suggestions but we're pulling one again from our friend too much dad surprisingly not a dad um, I learned that well into our friendship and I was like asking him for dad advice and he didn't have any so yeah. Oxy, what are some of your biggest childhood goals that relate to RuneScape? And did you ever achieve them or have you achieved them since playing as an adult? This kind of yes. ties back into our what we just talked about, but more in the wholesome sense of this is a fun question, but it's not going to be silly like Big Moog or Big Monkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like this question a lot um, because again, any, any chance to be like reflective about the game is always fun for me because again, I'm chasing an infernal cape. I hate Verzik Batur, and the corrupted gauntlet is literally giving me nightmares. So I was not thinking I would be here a year ago, or let alone when I downloaded the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the three biggest goals I think I had as a child, I've I've actually achieved all three and gotten yes. well past all three at this point. Um, Actually, I no, I think it was four. Uh, yeah, four. But two of them are kind of related. The first was, of course, like I mentioned earlier, the Abyssal Whip was a god-tier weapon mm-hmm. as a kid. And like I mentioned in the main segment, that, like, when I got my whip, it was like a party. Like, I, I wanted to have, like, a 99 party for getting an Abyssal Whip. Like, that's how important <laughs> it was to me to buy this weapon for the first time. And 
when I found out that you could recolor it to like save it forever, I was like, oh my god, yeah. So I have a frozen whip. I'm never getting rid of that thing. Ever. If I have to dump my entire bank, the frozen whip is one of the things I'm keeping. I don't care. Whatever, yeah. wherever I have to, frozen whip ain't going anywhere. You have um, a frozen whip in real life, too. So that, I do have that's a frozen even whip speaks in real life. to yeah, that. I've, I've shown it off before, but like, I'm like, ah, it's way over here. I don't want to get up. Uh, <laughs> I, I made a frozen whip IRL. I've shown it off before on the podcast, but I made this... Uh, as a craft night when COVID first started, because I wanted a RuneScape weapon to hang on my wall, and uh, prior to finding the DDS on Etsy, it's not like they sell god swords at the right. you know the Halloween store, right? So you just have to make it yourself. And I made a Abyssal Whip out of toilet paper tubes and this foam <laughs> thing I found at Meyer and spray painted black. <laughs> Fun fact: spray paint does not work well in styrofoam, as you can see the quality of the handle. But chipping off for sure. <laughs> it's oh uh, yeah, it looks like shit, but it's held up pretty well, surprisingly. So it's pretty cool. Love it. My my other goals, two of them work in tandem. I loved resource gathering as a kid. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I always wanted to be able to cut U's. Mm. And I've always wanted to be able to cut magics. Oh my god. Cutting magics just seemed so they had the glimmer sound effect. The logs made you a lot of money. Oh my god. Magic logs were so cool as a kid. Yeah. And when I actually got 60 wood cutting for you logs, I posted it on Twitter. I was like, this is the first time I've ever been able to cut you logs, baby. This is so cool. So cute. Uh, exactly that. Literally, like. Oh, it's so cute. I did the same thing on like an 85 Slayer. Like, oh my god, I'm finally going to be able to kill my first Abyssal Demon. This is awesome. Yeah. And now I have Sire. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. So those were two goals that work in tandem. And to go along with those two goals, another big one for me was catching sharks. I always mm. wanted to catch sharks. Like I said, I spent a good majority of my childhood in Catherby. Um, so always loved the fishing skill like always loved the fishing skill even now when fishing kind of makes me like ugh, for real i it's still my favorite gathering skill for sure yeah and i always wanted to be able to catch sharks and i remember the day i got is it 75 or 76 for sharks i don't even remember that's the i think it's 75 tell you. i i my sources tell me it's 76 fishing um when i got 76 fishing i was in a meeting for an organization at my university and i uh it was so stupid i like turned my camera off and went <laughs> and turned my camera back on and just kept barbarian fishing i was so I'm like we can catch yeah. sharks now baby and oh. then i had the horrible reality that sharks are some of the slowest xp in the game yeah and like 9k an hour they're it's so bad they're so <laughs> so slow and i didn't know that so like who cares right i was like go catch some sharks i left barb fishing to catch sharks and my xp per hour plummeted <laughs> after like 20 minutes i'm like huh oh huh. this kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> so i have not only met but far exceeded all of my childhood goals 
Again, I have 85 wood cutting. I have 83, basically 84. I just see BA getting the other 10k XP uh, actively. And I'm almost max melee. No, I'm not. I have 92 attack, 94 strength. Otherwise, <laughs> we're Kinda we're close. pretty we're pretty close. Yeah. The point is, I'm I'm rushing content that not Jesus Christ. After 3,000 hours, it's not rushing. I'm pushing content that requires far more than a whip. So yeah. yes, I've met all my goals, and I am very happy about it. How about you? What were your goals? Uh, I didn't really set goals as a kid unfortunately and and that's why i don't think my runescape 2 account really ever broke like 1300 total uh, i look at my account now and the biggest like the biggest accomplishment i ever got on runescape as a kid was 99 cooking and i think that that was that one goal that i had set for myself because i wanted to make some money like even to this day cooking is a profitable skill so getting 99 cooking is not a bad idea. It's going to take you, you know, probably 30 to 40 hours. Uh, but it's not a bad idea. And since coming into this game now, that that goal has stuck with me. It, it was the first 99 I got on my account in old school. And it is a active goal for me to get 200 mil cooking when I max. So it's kind of a nostalgic thing. But I'm I'm really racking my brain for any sort of goals that I had as a kid, and it, I just kind of derped around in this game. Like I didn't do much. Um, Same. Making money, probably. Uh, I can't. Bad at it. <laughs> I know. That's kind of why I got excited earlier talking about when I got my first green cash stack. Is because that was that was something that was not really a thing that I did as a kid, but making money as an adult is it's just you know you understand you understand the game a little bit better i may be able to stretch it and say like i wanted to get the quest cape as a kid but i don't even think that that was necessarily even a a thing or that i had the wherewithal to think about a quest cape but i don't know mine's got my answer's kind of boring but it does it does bring back a fuzzy feeling knowing that i got 99 cooking first and then it was also my first one and then in this game and then it'll be my first 200 mil and and that stuck with me i love yeah. cooking it's my favorite skill and i think a good way to word this too isn't necessarily like childhood goals because like a whip was never my goal when i honest to god a whip may have may has very well been like a vesta's long sword and dmm the most <laughs> sought after item you could possibly imagine yeah. That goes for unfathomable prices. That the power with which is unmet, it's a whip. And as a right. kid, I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you know, again, magic logs and sharks, whatever, dude. You know how many hundreds of magic logs I have in my bank? How many thousands at this point I have just from PVM? I don't yeah. cut magic logs at this point. I, I, you bet your ass you know where I'm going to get 99 wood cutting and 99 fishing. Yeah, I'm gonna get 99 too. wood cutting at a magic log, and I'm gonna get 99 fishing at a shark and catherby. Hundred percent. Not because <laughs> I actively do it, because as a kid, it just seemed so unattainable and a and impossible that I never yeah. set them as a goal. You know, hmm. like we said earlier, don't be afraid to set yourself goals that you might not be able to meet. Right. I also wanted a granite mall as a kid, and those are meaningless to me now. So, right. Safe. I I used to alk them back when. 
bounty hours a thing and they were at alk price but now you shouldn't alk them don't know worth way more than that (laughs) yeah thank you for the pvp market for actually increasing the price of an item Hmm. wow yeah it's good so i think i mean the only other goal that i could probably think was after you gave that sort of explanation of not necessarily a goal but just something that you wanted to attain for or that you wanted to go for um the dragon scimitar was was one of those high tier pvm items that i thought was so cool and and even to this day like when you get your dragon scimitar in your account for the first time it's fun like it's when a cool your main hand have. weapon is also your motherfucking mouse cursor that's pretty cool <laughs> like like that's a good goal to have that's pretty cool Hell yeah <laughs> yeah love that yeah that was that was a good fun question I have yeah. this like in the back of my head, like crying baby. So not to rush you guys, but it has been almost two hours for us recording time. It's going to be a long one, but good time to wrap it up. Oxy. Great time to wrap it up. I'm a, I'm going to rapid fire this links description below. You know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. you know, the drill Spotify, Apple music, leave reviews, leave likes YouTube, like subscribe, do all the things. Anchor, whatever, follow us, whatever. Patreon, if you feel so inclined, the absolute minimum is $1. Like we said, we asked. It couldn't get any lower. We love you guys' <laughs> support. Beanies Customs, code XPWAYS, 10% off a sick-ass hat. It's going to start to get a little colder. You can wear your sick-ass hats. It's going to be awesome. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anything else. Join our Discord, TNL. Join the clan. Come speak to us in-game. I'll My private chat <laughs> is never on. Uh, slow it down a little bit you're uh, veterans veterans people we know the drill michael's got a kid we gotta go <laughs> the the link or like the the link for the patreon is patreon.com slash xp waste if you don't want to look in the description or somehow you don't know where that's at it's the only place we have it so that's why i say this patreon.com slash xp waste and if you need a link to the discord pm us on one of our social medias because everything's in the description but if you're just having a hard time finding it let us know. We'll get you the links. Okay. Did we talk about the fact that when you join the Discord, you have to accept roles in order we didn't. to talk? No. Because that's that come up a few important. times as well. People yeah. have been like, hey, I joined and I can't speak. When you join the Discord, you have to select... Um, start like, here. Yeah, start here. Get roles. <laughs> Literally, get roles. Um, it's You like wave to become a normal member of TNL, and you click on the microphone to get the XP waste role. Um, which just gives you access to, like, the XP Waste channels within the Discord. Which I didn't actually have at first. I'm a moderator, and for some reason I couldn't see him when it first <laughs> popped up. So I had to react to it to see him. I'm like, we have to change this. This sucks. Yeah. The wave <laughs> is very important because that's what allows you to talk in TNL. Yeah. you Whether or not you're XP Waste, you have to click on that wave. Right. And then the little mic is just to say, hey, I'm from the podcast because we love seeing that. Yeah, it gives you like a neat color. You just yeah. hang out. It's fun. You make um, it different. <laughs> yeah. We gotta go. We'll see you guys next week. We love you all very much. See you next Wednesday, y'all.